When I was asked to deliver a short talk at an induction for mature students, I was a bit surprised to be told that the definition of mature was 21 for an undergraduate and 25 for a postgraduate. It might be necessary to define who exactly a mature student is, but it did prompt me to think about how even a 21-year-old student might feel there is some significant distance academically, socially, developmentally, from someone coming straight from school at 18 or 19. This podcast inevitably deals in generalities, but I will try to think about some of the issues that might face some people returning to education after time away, and about some of the concerns that someone who may be only marginally, though perhaps significantly older than most of their peers, might face here. I want to start by saying some things that counsellors find themselves saying quite a lot to all students, very often towards the start of their time here. It's especially important in this institution to try to allow yourself to be good enough. The British psychoanalyst Donald Winnicott famously talked about the need for good enough parenting. I'm obviously talking to a group of students who are more likely to be parents or carers themselves. Winnicott's idea was that if the parent could allow themselves not to be perfect and to feel that they were good enough, then this sense of ease and the lowering of anxiety would transmit to the child who would feel that as acceptance and then self-acceptance. It's the opposite, I suppose, of an anxious perfectionism. At Oxford, because of the competitive demands of getting here and of being here, and because of the insecurities which everyone can feel here, maybe especially if one is returning to study after some time away or coming late to higher education study, one can fall prey to this kind of destructive perfectionism. Even if one has successfully worked to a high level elsewhere, one could be liable here to a self-criticism which can be anti-creative and sometimes paralysing. We often remind students at the counselling service that they're here to learn, even at DPhil level, that effective learning requires being able to fall short, be frustrated, struggle, move forward. You might need to develop a way of managing and guiding yourself as you meet the inevitable hurdles. To allow yourself to be good enough and to encourage yourself to be better and eventually excellent, which is very different from perfect, might be the task. You also need to give yourself time to settle and develop, which might be difficult when you arrive in a place where some others seem to be doing so well or seem so much like they belong. With younger students we work with at the counselling service, we may remind them that they are developing psychologically and emotionally and physically as young adults as they leave home very often for the first time. They need to give themselves the space and time to develop. This permission can help to reduce anxiety and encourage the transition. Many of you will not be leaving home for the first time and may not regard yourselves as young adults. But it might be important to recognise this period in your lives as also transitional. It may be part of a deliberate project of career or personal development. It may change you in ways that you had not quite expected. To return to education after a significant time away could be challenging in all kinds of ways. How do I refine and adapt ways of studying that may have worked before? How do I remain flexible to meet the changes in academic culture or the new academic approaches of the discipline? How do I adapt to a very different social environment? different from the established and secure patterns of a previous life. 
you do need to be able to bear the uncomfortable feelings of uncertainty in that transitional space and normalise the fact that it may take time to settle and belong. The question of transitions can be an issue even for those who have a lot of work and life experience. Starting something like an academic course can raise what some might call primitive anxieties, which could take you by surprise. Coming back to university or starting university later in life can raise all kinds of memories and feelings. Recollections of starting other courses, even early days at school might be triggered and might in turn evoke insecurities, whether social or personal or academic. It may be that you feel that your work and life previous to coming here should have prepared you for anything. It might even feel silly or humiliating to be anxious in the way that you might feel. Can you deal with feeling like an immature, mature student? It's understandable and quite normal to feel those insecurities. It will help to allow yourself to reflect on and to share those echoes and patterns of past experience. Others may well be feeling similarly. This understanding can help to normalise and so contain those feelings. Coming to university to study as a mature student involves, of course, a loss of a previous life, as well as a gain of an unfamiliar new one. The structures and certainties of a former life, whether they're to do with family or work or financial security, may to varying degrees fall away, and this can be difficult to handle. It can also be difficult to manage feelings regarding friends and colleagues outside of Oxford who may be continuing with their normal life while you're studying here. Having a sense of one's attention split in this way could lead to a feeling, as one mature student put it to me, of being out of place everywhere. My experience of dealing with this, she said, is embracing what I have here, reinforcing my decision, reminding myself that this is something I always wanted to do, and joining groups to share my interests. Many mature students at this university are from countries outside the UK. For many international mature students, coming here may involve leaving spouses, partners and children behind, leaving them without their immediate support network and lifestyle that they've come to rely on. Trying to acclimatise, fit in whilst managing long-distance relationships can of course be very stressful. Balancing the attention one gives to the two most important aspects of one's life can be hard. Even if family has come with you, this may involve, for example, a partner having to give up their former life which can result in feelings of loss and destabilisation for you both. Those who come with families may find it harder to make friends if they feel that the social activities in MCRs and colleges do not accommodate people at their stage of life. Obviously for international students the question of adjusting to new culture and possibly new language challenges is a key issue. It might be possible, for example, for a postgraduate quite expert in a particular English language register relevant to their area of academic study to be struggling because they're not used to speaking English on a more basic everyday level. Buying a simple item in a shop might prove a challenge in this case, causing one to feel, even though you might be extremely confident, even eminent in academic areas of your life, to feel frustrated or infantilised. When I returned to education in my mid-30s, having been a teacher for 12 years, it was quite uncomfortable to be taught. Being an older student here could also evoke some uncomfortable feelings and confused thoughts with regard to your place in the new hierarchy. 
you may have worked at a job with great responsibility or some considerable status. You may have been used to caring for or educating others. To be quite suddenly the one who is expected to know less or to be led could feel disorientating or even humiliating. It might be a blow to your established identity. Don't you know who I am? It might be a considerable challenge to return to the more childlike position of being open to learning. You might need to allow yourself to become, in some sense, less mature, less in control. There is this notorious thing at Oxford called the imposter syndrome. A lot of people, including some professors apparently, imagine that there's been some mistake, that they'll be found out, that they simply don't belong here. This might be a particular issue for mature students. It may be that the route here has not been the more conventional, seemingly smooth route of the teenage undergraduate. It may be that, surrounded by younger, sometimes much younger students, you might wonder whether you do belong. Allow yourself to identify these feelings of being an imposter as quite normal and give yourself time and permission to make Oxford your own. And though you may be in a minority and occasionally feel it, this can be an Oxford for mature students too. There is a reality that you may feel alienated from students who may be considerably younger than you because obviously you're unlikely to share some interests and experiences so I would say that it is important to develop an identity collectively with other mature students. I suppose it would be helpful too not to overstate those differences because you might be inclined to notice and focus too much on what divides you from younger students. There might be opportunities to connect and learn from each other. But as one mature student I spoke to outside of a counselling session told me, I find it can be difficult to bond with classmates especially during group projects and in setting up study groups, and peers are exploring particular issues for the first time, whereas I had been dealing with them in a professional setting for years. And outside of the classroom, sometimes too you can't help but feel you're just a bit too old for these activities. A mature student, like every other student, might be prone to a particular idealisation or fantasy about what the experience here is likely to offer them. I've used the word seem a lot so far in this talk. Everyone who comes here has fantasies about what Oxford will be like, and most people have to deal with the disappointment, as well as the pleasures, of what it's really like for them. For some, I guess, coming here might be long anticipated or longed for. It may be for some of you that you've been planning or saving or working for this for a long time. It may be imagined as the ideal antithesis of the previous demands of work or of family life. It would be important, therefore, to expect sometimes that it doesn't live up to those idealisations, or that sometimes it doesn't seem worth the time, the effort, the money, and to try to allow yourself to ride out these inevitable disappointments, and to look as well for the pleasures. Being around a lot of young people can evoke strong feelings. You could feel, amongst many other emotions, some envy of their youth and the opportunities they have, and some regret, perhaps, at certain ways in which things could have worked out differently for you at their age. This is a place that can evoke envy because there are a lot of envy-inspiring people around, 
You might have to face your regrets and losses, as well as realising that some of the things you envy in others may still well be possible to develop in yourself. One of the things that it might be very possible to envy, and might seem beyond reach for you, is the freedom from responsibility that younger students appear to have. Many of you have competing priorities, which mean that university life may not always be your primary concern. Other demands will be real enough, but be careful not to push your Oxford life and work too far down the list of things to do. It may be that, rather than envy, you feel instead a wistful nostalgia and an acceptance of the reality that younger students, doing things at the right time, have many opportunities available to them. You may need to remind yourself of all the very many important and successful things that you've done. Lastly, I want to focus more on the good stuff about coming to this university as a mature student. It is probably true that it is possible to have a more fulfilling time as a mature student without some of the traditional angst of young adults. A colleague of mine spoke about the sense of agency one gains with experience, the ability to make the most of things or to engage with creativity, with what is available. You may, for example, be very used to working independently, a very necessary skill here. It's important, of course, not to underestimate your strengths and experience, but also important to realise your vulnerabilities, something you might also be more used to doing than younger students. Do ask for help and support from academics, from the support services in colleges, especially from postgraduate peer supporters, and university-wide from the disability and counselling service. You may just be more ready to relish and use this opportunity and realise its potential, especially if your time at Oxford has been so long planned for and anticipated. <laughs>